because it takes a hairdresser to understand a hairdresser. Broadcasting from Essex, it's the 23rd of September and you're listening to Salonomics. The Bitcoin price is currently $44,130. Uh, $1 gets you 2,267 Satoshis. I am your host, Aaron Dawn, and joining me once again from North London is my hair, Jeremy Vine. Uh, Joe no, why Jamie Vine? The guy's vile. Well, listen, I, I could have said my hair Keir Starmer because he's also trending. Well, let's have a look. Why is why is Jeremy Vine trending today? Because it's uh, because of the uh, climate change activist. Uh, it is some kind of cyclist, more bicycle lanes in London. Oh, I don't know. I think it's all it is is someone might have said a rude word on his on his radio show this morning. You, you know that you, you know that there's a South Cycle uh, demonstration um, every year in London. You know, so where sort of cyclists all gather around, just go around, sort of like clubs. Um, yeah, so London in their wizard club. Yeah, in the nude. Yeah. Oh, the ones that that, that ride around London in the yeah, nude. Yeah, because they want more bicycle lanes. I don't see Jeremy Vine sort of like um, partaying in that activity. What is he? Is is, well, is 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 he a famous cyclist? Well, no, he's he's a he's a thing, is it? Is is a cyclist activist, isn't he? Yeah, he wants more bicycle. He he hates cars and he, he cycles everywhere he goes. He's a is the cyclist um, dreamboat. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, that's what. He's, I'm, that's what, he's their poster. Yeah. He's their poster. Exactly. Child. Yeah, it's all like their uh, their um, icon. They're, they're probably preached to him every every time they put a lot, uh, their latex uh, shorts on. They'll, they'll say, "Oh, bless thee, Jeremy. Bless thee, Jeremy." Do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, have you ever worn cycling shorts? Never in years, mate. Never. I have cycled. No, I have cycled. Well, well, listen. It's it's one of those things, right? Every good man should know their limitations, right? Now, <laughs> I'm I'm sort of like sixty three years old. Do you think I'm going to wear sort of skinny jeans? You know what I mean? No, no, right? No. Yeah, I will with, wear with jack ups to I, have I wear, your ankles. I wear showing. jeans, but you know it's got to be sort of accordingly, you know, sort of befit my um, my 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 age for a start. Like you know, okay, I wear the I do like to wear distressed jeans and things like. Again, leather trousers. Would I wear leather trousers? No, I wouldn't. But yes, you know, when I was in my twenties or thirties, I did wear leather trousers. You know, cowboy boots. There's a certain things you just don't go down when you get to a certain stage of life. You know, yeah. I guess I guess the cycling shorts probably clash with your yellow Ducati as well, right? <laughs> well, okay. It'd be bloody hot between my legs, that's for sure, mate. If I was wearing like latex shorts, wow. riding a Duke. We're getting explicit Ooh, already. Yeah, Temperatures yeah. rising in here. Yeah, well, Joe Mehmet's making everyone hot under the collar. <laughs> Perish the fool, see me riding my Ducati with latex shorts, mate. Perish the fool. <laughs> How you been though, mate? Yeah, what have you been up to the yeah, last pretty, week? I, um, apart from work, I, I did have a really, really interesting uh, meeting last week. Yeah, you know, out of blue, I get I get a WhatsApp message, it's um, all like uh, to meet up for uh, a coffee, lunch, which, whichever, and, and I just happened to be in town, right, with um, with our great friend who um, we we are her strongest critics. You, you know, you mm-hmm. know, not going to mention any names, but who she she knows who I who we are, hello to you. And I had a really interesting chat with her, actually. Um, I'm just going to... Is it something that you want to dive on? No, 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 far from it. I mean, there, 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 there is a potential 
to um, full-time employment. There's potential for part-time employment, potential for come and go, whatever. There's a potential for a lot of scenarios, okay? Hang on, so has Joe Mehmet been offered a job? No, 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 no. Aaron, this is the thing. Well, what, what would you what would you call it then? Because like I thought you was the most sovereign of sovereign hairdressers that there I'm is. I'm going to say a project. Project, okay. Right? I mean, because look, at the end day, right? There's one thing about you, and there's one thing about me. We are yeah. unemployable. You know, do you know that, don't you? That that is true. Right. We, it's not because we're expensive or we, we're crap or, or we're too good, whatever. We are unemployable. It, like you sort of said, we're sovereigns. We're independent mm. thinkers. We, we, do as we, we do what we think is best for us and nobody else and things like that, right? So for people to take, to, to, so for people to take away from our, I'm not going to say comfort zone, from our, from our uh, how we operate mode, it has to yeah. be a project. So we can actually sort of like be dedicated. Get your teeth into it. Well, yeah. yeah. I, I get your teeth into something I, and it's something that has mutual, <laughs> yeah, mutual benefits, yeah, right? I, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't put it like that. But I, I, I would, because for, for, for one thing I am, and I'm sure you are as well, and I'm sure a lot of people are in our industry, we are loyal, all right? Yeah. Yeah, but to get, to get our loyalty, it has to be an attractive package. Do you, you, gotcha. you, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and and that's that's where it is. You know, we we left it at that in in a case of like, uh, look, let's let's have a chat, let's, let's have a chat furthermore type of thing. So, it, it it was interesting, and the thing I really find interesting about her, right, is that she's actually on the same page as us. You know, when I talk when I talk to one on one, then I just can't disagree with her. I can't. I cannot honestly sort of say there's anything she says that I disagree. But yeah, when she's on LinkedIn or some social media platform, I, I will poo-poo her ideas or whatever. So there, there's still like a, a, a quite a, a no conflict of interest, but no, it's like you're a sounding board for each other, right? Yeah. You can just sound <laughs> off against each other and and have. Have interesting discussions which actually move things forwards. Well, yeah. Because right? we were talking about this the other day, weren't we? We were talking about, you know, having somebody to bounce yeah. off. But, but this, is the, this is the thing that I find interesting about our industry. And I, I think kind of like this is where um, a lot of people were crying during the COVID lockdown, right? Was that we actually need to engage face to face. On social media, it gets lost, it, you know, translation gets lost, you know, lost in translation. Yeah. And I kind of think yeah, that... Context. And, yeah, And I kind of think that's where, when, when we go on social media, everybody that sort of posts something that's sort of hairdresser related, I can't, I think they kind of do get lost in, in the in the hype of, of social media, trying to be controversial, trying to score points or whatever. Instead of just being who they are, being honest and being... You know, sincere, they come across this sort of like narcissistic um, hat on, you know, do you know what I mean? They put this sort of very different hat on. But I'm sure if we get to speak to people on a one -on one basis, we're all on the same platform. Because it takes a hairdresser to understand a hairdresser.
Go Salon automates your retail process. We connect you and your client to a distributor online that will fulfill your order and send it direct to your customer. This enables all of our users to earn commission without any extra work. It's that simple. Sign up today, gosalon.uk. Yeah, I, I heard an interesting term yesterday, um, and it's about monetizing your haters. So I think this is a new business model which has evolved okay. over the last few years. Um, I know guys like Barstool Sports, and there's a company that I want to talk about a bit later on in the show. Um, are you going to uh, Are which, you going to from under the bus? No, 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 no. This isn't a, a this is an under the bus thing. No, it was this idea of monetizing your haters. And if anyone's aware of like Barstool Sports or certain brands that have really um, exploded over the last couple of years, they put their conflict online. You know, they they have their board meetings live. They live stream them. You know, when he fires somebody, it all gets live streamed. Do you know what I mean? Because it's it's part of this this reality um, of social media where people want the drama. They want the crisis. Right. You know, they don't want sycophancy. Yes. They don't want uh, everything positive. They don't want all of the you know the the gender cultural wars. And all of that stuff, you know, they actually want real life conflict. And, and I suppose they're being transparent, to... right? They, 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 they were getting out of this back. Exactly. Yes, yes. Exactly. Quite a good, so, good, good, good um, tactic. Yeah. So, I mean, I think this is quite a strong thing. And obviously, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about this, um, you know, uh, later on um, when I talk about this, this brand that I've discovered, which I believe will be helpful for, for all salons. Um, throughout the next, you know, the winter period, let's say. Right. Um, so I think Jordan Peterson said something about that as well. He said, like, when he's online, he's he's managed to monetize his haters. He literally can trigger all the social justice warriors, um, make his tweets or, you know, post trend or his YouTube videos trend, and then everyone sees them. And it's all because people get irate about something someone says... You know, they throw fuel on the fire. It gets retweeted and shared, and next thing you know, it's free marketing. When, when so, someone retweets, right, does it seem like it's their idea or they're sort of agreeing to the idea? So in their bios, people will sometimes put, you know, retweets is an endorsement. It just depends. I mean, if I retweet something, it's because I find something interesting. I think I should just share it with my audience because it helps them understand where my head is at and what I'm right, thinking. Right. Um, if I like something, I might just literally be liking it just to save it, to put it in the likes box on Twitter so that I can refer to it if I you know, talk about it or mention it. Uh, and same with bookmarks as well on Twitter. You know, you can you can put stuff in categories so you can refer to it. So I've got this little technique on Twitter. When I see something really interesting or, or studies or data or anything like that, I will bookmark it. And then because because Twitter and all of these platforms are so fast and they revolve so quick, you know, they're like fruit machines, aren't yeah. they? How they uh, how they how they whiz past. And then like every Saturday or Sunday morning, I will go through everything that I've bookmarked that week right. to then re-engage with it. Because sometimes you can see stuff, but you're not aware where you saw it or who tweeted it or where it come from. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So 
But I but like I say, I think I think this is why I like podcasting with you, Joe, because I think if you want action, you need to talk. You yes. can't just post. You can't just write words on Twitter. At some point you need to cross the barrier yeah. and you know, and, and I evolved from writing, you know, I wrote a lot of blogs and, and obviously as we've discussed over the show about, you know, the health and wellness and the VAT and trashing Rishi and Boris and, and all of their measures. You know, I've I've had to write all this stuff down in order to really clarify my thoughts. And right. then we talk about it on the show and it really helps me share those thoughts and, and where I'm coming through coming yeah, yeah. from. Because like I say, I, I do try and I only try and represent myself because I believe if stuff works out for the individual, by default, it will work for everybody. Whereas I, I, I push back against those in the industry that try and talk for everybody else because I find those people kind of, not, not necessarily dangerous, maybe dangerous is too harsh a word, but I find those kind of people... Uh, very presumptive. Pointless. Well, no, not pump pointless. But they, they've got a point. No. Their point in society is to, for me to destroy them. Do you know what I mean? With logic, reason, and do you know what I mean? Well, see, the, 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 um, thing, that, the thing that I find about our industry, right, is that we, we're so self-conscious about what we do and the client that we're doing. Everything revolves around us, right, and the client, Okay. And when you so focus, you know, if you're fully booked, right, which most people are apparently, you know, when they come to when they go out, right, they've got no time for all the negative energies around them, all right? And mm -hmm. then you go home, okay? So so all these people are sort of like on the PHAB and BBC, all these kind of things, and they're all trying to make these, these sort of valid, what well, in their opinion, valid um, causes, right, for the justification. For me, they're pointless because... They're not really doing what they're supposed to be doing, which is hairdressing. Mm. Do, do, do you know what I mean? And like, if so, again, we go back to our good friend. Well, you know, when you talk to when you talk to her one on one, she's actually talk. You talk to her as as a hairdresser. Mm. You know, I'm not talking to her as a, a social media contact or or a social media antagonist or a critic or whatever. I'm talking to her as a from a hairdresser to another hairdresser. You know, do you know what I mean? Sure. And, and yeah, no, totally. anything else, right? I, I just think that they're pointless because they're not talking to a hairdresser directly. They're talking to uh, a, a noise. They, they, they just sort of like make, yeah. you know what I mean? A, a, a platform yeah. which really is diluted with a lot more coerced, a lot more informative, a lot more um, silly, idiotic uh, comments. So, to me, it's pointless, really. That's, that's what that's what I refer to. And I, I know you would look at different. Yeah, no, agreed, agreed. Going back to the LinkedIn trolling yeah. as well. Yeah. You know, um, when I do troll people on LinkedIn, it's it. There is a little bit of that monetizing the hater. That there, there is a bit of that model. And you know, the British Beauty Council put that post up there about Rishi Sunak, and I was the first one on the thread. You know, to basically say, oh. You know, because obviously if you want action, do what Extinction Rebellion do, right? Which is go disrupt. I mean, obviously I'm not advocating for that because I think I think their cause is 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 wide of the mark to say the least. I think what the, what they're asking for is just insane and they're just a bunch of narcissists who 
clearly middle classes with trust Privilege, funds yeah. that uh, have far also. too much time on yeah, their hands. Exactly. You know, exactly. they're just trying to they're just trying to um, virtue signal their way into into our lives. Um, and obviously, you know, we we don't like that. But if you want action, don't write. Go and tell them what you want. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Because you can write all day long till the sun yes. goes down, but you're not gonna get action through writing. You have to go and tell them what you want. And and this is why I was so so I was so angry about when the B British Beauty Council have an audience with the Chancellor and it was Oh Rishi, aren't you wonderful? You know, when obviously online they've spent the last year you know, basically taking the guy to pieces because there's three and a half million people that is pretty much ignored. You know, working working class people, self-employed, yes. um, that is essentially forgotten. And and Rishi's thrown them people under a bus. That's Do you know right. what I mean? And I just felt I just felt it was so hypocritical for these people to talk about climate change, where our impending crisis is are we going to get through the next winter and yet they're focusing all their energies on you know 2030 climate agendas or 2050 well, so climate it's a net zero car, uh, emission yeah, right, exactly. industry more, more, and, more and, than and climate like, change so, I know what you mean though yeah, yeah so, so you know it goes back to that point anyway we should yeah. move on so you've been busy, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, I've been busy this week, mate. I've had a pretty successful um, venture back into the session world this week. Uh, I've done a three-day campaign for a company you might know, actually, Joe, because they're one of the um, they're one of the oldest uh, colour companies, I think, around uh, in the UK. Have you heard of Lariche slash Directions? Lariche. Lariche directions no. anyway that they are like your neon your bright colors you know they do oh, okay they, like the crazy colors crazy oh colors. yeah but you can't say that i said that it was a bit i had a bit of a john cleese 40 towers moment where i said that a couple <laughs> of times on the set do you know what i mean they're like oh you mustn't mention them you know you can't mention the competition really? yeah well because it's competition isn't it do you know what i mean there's 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 two brands and larish directions is a is a is a south end based company and it's been around for 40 years and right. luckily they decided to hire the services of of um, Essex number one uh, independent hairdresser of, of the decade. Uh, I thought they were going to get Essex uh, Bitcoin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, when I've got my hair hat on mode, mate, I don't I don't necessarily talk about Bitcoin. Really, Bitcoin is my own. Uh, I use Salonomics as a, uh, a platform to try and try and blend the two uh the two disciplines of bitcoin um and hair hair and beauty but um no when i'm on set yeah. you know i'm i'm the most fundamental professional you'll see but it was a fantastic <laughs> campaign we had to, we we shot it on location in south end arcade and on the pier on monday you know we had to deal with rain and sun and you know cloud and wind it, i mean it was a fantastic experience but yeah i've done a lot of campaigns so that that really is you know creating timeless images which don't go out of fashion i think is probably my thought yeah. eh? that's what i and, and and it was nice because um it was a discipline i haven't used for a while you know i've only done two two shoots this year mate obviously as you know with the pandemic and everything everyone's kind of been doing everything online haven't they and um, yes. So yeah, it was been nice. It, it certainly restored my uh, not not that I was lacking any confidence, but it certainly gave me a good f buzz. 
it turns out they're all going to be at Salon International that next month. That's what the whole campaign was for. Oh, they're going to be there. Yeah, they're going to be we, there. Are we they're going? going to have a huge are we going? Stand. Um, so yeah, my my work, my hair work. Uh, uh, we did some beautiful beautiful work, Joe. You'll love it. Um, there was mermaid colours. There was unicorn colours. There was bright purples, bright pinks. Uh, there was, you know. And how is this going? How is it going to transfer into the salon? In, into salon. Um... Uh, so like um, salon business well this is a great question with the you know the the growth of Instagram over the past like two three years this is the generation which are more high definition and more psychedelic colouring than we've we've ever seen before you know Um, having these greys these purples these metallic colours these rainbow colours, it's never been more important to have these standout colours, you know, because obviously all of these kids that were in the room, and, and let, let me tell you that there were quite a lot of kids in the room, you know, that we're talking teenagers up to about, you know, 25, maybe late 30s, but there was nine models in total. And um, yeah, it was, it was you know, they're on social media all the time, mate, you know, posing, taking pictures of themselves. And, you know, obviously the brand, that's what the brand wants. You know, that's why they hire these kids, because they can get so much traction with with one shoot. They can create content on, on you know, one shoot day for the entire year. Do you know what I mean? Because there's just so much content. You've got nine people in the room continually taking pictures and selfieing each other. Well, that's all going to end up, you know, on Instagram and doing the rounds. Um, yeah. One of the girls, Lauren, um, she had the most magnificent hair. It went down to her knees. Uh, it's all wow. natural, and she yeah. had pink, yellow, blue, <laughs> orange, green. I think I put a little t- uh, teaser picture of her hair because when I twisted it up, it reminded me a little bit of South End Rock, you know, with all these different kind of colours coming through it. You know, the hair looks like candy. It looks like sweets. Um, yeah, anyway, but but like I say, I digress. Um, it was a really successful shoot, and hopefully I'm going to be sitting in on the edit um, early next week because they hope to have the whole campaign up and running for October the 16th, which is Salon International, which I believe we are going to, Mr Mehmet. Can't wait. Because last, last time you dragged me there, what, three years ago? I think it was, yeah. I think it was 2018. Yeah, but we learned a lot, though. I mean... You you were you were uh, yeah. I'll tell you what I learned. I learned the reason why I shouldn't be going. <laughs> why? Hello. Yeah, no, I'm here. I was well, just no, having no. a slurp my coffee. No, no, I remember because like yeah, because I went to it once many 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 moons ago. Yeah. And I thought I'll never go again. And then we went there, and I said to you, "This is the reason why I don't come to these places." But it'd be interesting. I would. Yeah, but I'll I opened your in. eyes to a few things, though, mate. Yeah. Didn't I? I mean, you know. You, uh, you, your experience wasn't, uh, you know, you didn't, you didn't lose anything by going, did you? No, no, far from it. Okay, okay. I mean, it, 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 it was. I mean, we did. I did. We did come across the email, which was fantastic at the time. We're still talking about it today. We've still not seen yeah, it anywhere. Right. We still, unless, <coughs> unless no, you, and, you count the Amazon salon, but you know, well, they're a well, bit of an anomaly. Said, I, I was actually talking to my um, my, my colleague the other day about. About it, right? I said to her, I said, "Do you actually think e-mirrors is the future?" She says, "Yes." I said, "No, he's not, because that's 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 here now." The, the, the thing about e-mirrors, right, is that it has to become more mainstream, but it's here. Then the, the the next um, stage of um, 
evolution of, of, of mirrors, right? It's something completely different, but it's not going to be e mirrors because e mirrors is done. It's like the electric car. People feel electric cars are the future. No, it's here, mm. right? So because the electric car is here, what's going to be the next um, sort of like project? Flying car? You know, do you know what I mean? It, that's going to be the next thing because the electric car is here, mate. It's it just not in mainstream. So that, electric cars, e mirrors is not the future. Really, so that's how I that's how I saw it. Yeah. Well, so anyway, let's go back to the whole salon thing. The point I'm yeah, trying to I make say, is by you going. The, no, the point I'm me going right will be interesting to see how far would the next the next stage of the uh, the mirror has evolved from because it was three years ago we came across the e mirror. Wow. I I want to see what's the next stage. Yeah. No, that's, totally. That would be my. Well, like I say, I like to go to Salon International every year because. Um, it's it's just a good indicator of what's on the horizon. You know, like you say, you know, we, we mm. saw these mirrors back in 2018, and the first real adoption I saw of them was this year when Amazon uh, went all That's in. Right. But obviously, Amazon are like I say, they're a they're a, a, a unique case because obviously they've got millions of pounds to throw at making a salon. Do you know what I mean? And nobody else has mm. that um, kind of budget um, to throw at. A futuristic salon, you know, which obviously is, is one of the reasons why when I saw the the e mirrors, it got me thinking about creating Go Salon, you know, to accompany it. So, um, yeah, yes. I think I and that'd be interesting. I'm I'm up for it. I'm definitely up for it. It'd be it'd be interesting to see how many people actually uh, recognise your voice, mate. Um, I, I have put a, <laughs> I have put a couple of images up on the Salonomics website so that um, you know when they bring rotten tomatoes or whatever they know which one of them which one of us to throw them at um yeah who'd be the first do you think who'd be the first to throw a tomato no, like i say i think in person i think everyone's going to be amazing i mean i've never had any any pushback on anything that i've said on this show you know um reading between the lines and talking with people i mean if people want to talk behind our backs that's absolutely fine not a problem uh, we we defend your your right to do that uh, we just like that's to right. put we just like brutal honesty and we just like putting everything out there and, and wearing our heart on our sleeve so that's that's why we talk because like i say we're sovereign we don't rely on uh outside income from anybody else you know we don't we don't have to worry about upsetting people we don't have to worry about creating or being woke for the sake of being woke do you know what i mean yeah so uh that's that's the beauty of this podcast you know it's about airing those grievances and but sharing the passion at the same time and hopefully that comes through well said mate bravo I discovered this really interesting. So obviously, going back to you know monetizing the haters, um, and obviously um, with big tech, with Facebook, obviously lots of people have learned over the last year that these platforms such as Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you can't get away with saying certain things. I believe you've got a story to share about how you've been banned from Twitter again, uh, and you're the victim. So, do you want to share that? Well, I was I was suspended, with, right? I was suspended on Twitter. Yeah, we're talking about the the Arsenal thing, right? And and this guy, yeah. um, I mean, when you when you actually saw like listen to um, the tweets going on, yeah, well, reading the tweets, not listening, reading the tweets, right? One thing about social media, especially when it comes to football, is that you they, there's these football clubs, right? They get infiltrated by the opposition per se, 
So, and mm. you, and there, and as you know, right, I'm a, I'm a sort of diehard Arsenal fan who's falling in love with the club at the moment because of the situation. Anyway, some Twitter and I'm... Falling out, in love or out of love? I'm out of love with the club, right? Because, you know, okay. I, I really do not like the way the club is. It's so toxic now. The right? direction yeah. it's going, yeah. yeah really. and, and as a paying fan, you're well within your right, right. rights but, to Exactly, to more than anybody say. else because I pay a season ticket, like, you know, since the 85 yeah. season. And anyway... Trying to cut a story short, right? You start, you go, you start reading about, yeah, you know, you've got these sort of like Arteta out, Cronkite, all these kind of noises. And then you get these sort of group of people who say, Arteta's doing a wonderful job, he should, blah, 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 yeah, be patient, this and that, right? Now, there's one or two which are genuine, but there's about an awful lot of them, right? They're, they're actually sort of like spuds, spare supporters, you know, sort of, sort of with their fake accounts of this and that. Anyway, this one guy, right, who, um, who is sort of like, Posted, posted something on... Uh, there's a guy called Chris Witt who was a reporter from Arsenal, right? He said something about the Arsenal, right? And and I just sort of said, listen, mate, as long as we've got Arteta, we're just get a negative uh, football team, which we are, because we we play for the back, we try, we build the ball backwards to go forward type of thing, right? And this guy replied to me sort of saying, you don't, you've got no knowledge of football, you know, you're an idiot. Anyway, that, that sort of sets it off, right? So... I said, well, I'm an idiot, blah, blah, blah. And so starts, the first stone has been thrown, yeah. right? Yeah, so he starts calling guy. me, yeah, he starts calling me a retard, etc. And I told that, I said, look, you muppet, blah, blah, and, and it goes to the point, right, where um, I'm making my points, and um, and it's, it just comes up with sort of like, your mother's a whore, etc., 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 right? Just and, the usual kind of Twitter bants that you that we could expect a couple of years ago. Well, it's, it's, it's actually from... A non-Arsenal supporter, you know, because he's a Spurs supporter, right? Yeah, a Spurs supporter, as you know, are not the nicest people in the world. So a Spurs supporter basically trying to pretend he's an Arsenal exactly. fan just to, exactly. just to start right. fights. Yeah, okay. so yeah, I, 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 I called him out and he starts getting all this abuse, blah, blah, Anyway, now, you know, if you and me, right, we have, we have an argument, we just walk away from it, right, eventually. Anyway, it got to the point yeah. right where you know, he's calling my mother as a whore. And I said, you know, my mother's dead, blah, blah. And I, and I called him Arteta's bitch, you know, because he's, he's sucked up to his... Uh, you oh, know, yeah, we don't need to yeah, know the specifics. The Basically, the point is... Anyway, the point is, right, he, eventually, right, he, he gets through the first stone. Yeah, point is, eventually, right, I, it's, it gets boring, right? You know, I called him out for, you know, don't, don't bother. So I, I pulled him Anyway, two days later... I can't I, I can't access my tweet. Apparently, I've uh, I've violated the terms and conditions of Twitter, and yes. I have to delete four tweets, right, in order to reactivate my account. <laughs> so you're in Twitter jail, mate. right? Four tweets. I have to... <laughs> and and I actually appealed, right? Thinking, no, you know, yeah. if you look at the thread of conversation, he started it. Yeah. You know, he called my mother. But because your tweet got reported by him, probably. That's right, yeah. Uh, you got a strike, and obviously that's the algo. Well, this is what I was saying earlier on, like, you know, pointless. Because, you know, I, this is the thing that I find really sort of disturbing about the whole social media platform. I mean, it's law, right? The, the freedom of speech, right, means also the freedom to offend. That is law, right? Because the law courts, so like, they, they accelerated um, Pierce Morgan and somebody or some time ago mm. and this and that, right? And but social media have they're actually bypassing these, they're ignoring these laws. The common law, right? The, the courts, so courts written down by humans 
right, mm. is being ignored by social media. They're actually setting their own rules, Aaron. They're setting their own laws. And, you know, and that's the danger. It's a slippery slope. Yeah. No, it's a slippery slope, mate, because, you know, you've got to be on the right side of whatever their po- political um, leaning is. Well, in order for your voice to be heard, well, it's you know, which that, obviously right? the minute is... someone gets but hurt, you know, you can talk, you could, you know, yeah, me and this guy, right, we could talk, talk till the cows come out, disagree till the cows come out, right, and we could have walked away, yeah. right. But he got butt hurt. He, he got completely mm. butt hurt. He thinks, right, I'm gonna have the last word. I'm gonna, I'm gonna complain. I'm gonna report. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna report Joe Mehmet getting At, taken down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. In, in a normal society, you just walk away. Yeah, but, nice weakness. Right, normal society it ends in a a, a, a punch up, yeah. and uh, well, someone, yeah, yeah. Well, do you know what I mean? And that's that's the thing about you know with the, with the guy. Yeah, it's he... keyboard warriors, mate. Like I say, if we can figure out a way to monetize the haters, yeah, then it makes it all worthwhile. Uh, and this is the point, isn't it, with this mm. uh, advertising model, clickbait headlines, um, you know, monetizing hate. Um, there seems to be a uh, an appetite for that well, online, doesn't well, it? Well, you know, there's, there's one, one, one subject we can easily attack, right? That's climate change, right? Because everyone, yeah. there's so much noise about it and, and, and it, it appeals yeah. to a certain group of people. We can easily sort of crucify all their narratives with, with the... Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm sure they would hate us. <laughs> Anyway, Joe, I want to move on simply because um, I've got under the bus to do, and I'm conscious that you've you've got to go and do a client. Uh, in a no, no, we're going to go to see my mother-in-law, mate. So she's got a new TV. Oh, no, no, a new skybox. I have to connect the skybox to a TV. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, there you go. Um, that's an insight into Joe's uh, sovereign life. <laughs> Yeah, so you, who are you so, going to find um, on the bus today, mate? Go on, tell me. Well, no, I'm going I'm to leave uh, under the bus till the end um, because, like I say, that's a parting shot. Um, excuse the pun. Um, but no, I want to talk more about um, the this company that I discovered called FakeMaskUSA.com. Uh, okay. They have made a fortune selling breathable masks worldwide. Uh, despite attempts to platform them from every social media site going, they've managed to fight fire with fire. Uh, and I think this is perfect for salon owners this winter because I'm speaking to salon owners and they're all telling me that they're under the gaze of the local authorities and the local councils. Uh, and not just the local authorities, um, you know, even members of the public, if they're looking through the window... They're being um, triggered by people not wearing masks indoors to report them to the well, council. In, in our end, I mean? that would be the rival hair salon owners. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, that that also is true. And you know, it's. I think it's really dangerous um, for us to go through another winter of. I, I, look, Joe. I think we can all agree that masks don't work. Well, right? they, they, I think we can all can agree I, can just, that it doesn't prevent no. spread or or anything. Can now. I just stop you there for a can second? We, can we agree on that? Of course. You know, I think because 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 I think when <clears> you look <throat> at the charts and you get, look at Sweden and you look at somewhere like Australia, um, or you look at you know California and Florida, you know, one's had an extremely um, extremely strict mask mandate with closures and lockdowns, and the others hasn't. 
and the charts have been the same. You know, the spread of the virus has been the same. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's nonsensical to think that we can wrap each well, other well, up let, in Let's put this way, Aaron. Right? Who, who manufactures yeah. these data? The government. So, well, the government. Right, so it's their so, narrative, right? So you know, no, no, I don't. I don't think they do manufacture data from from other other countries. Well, no, but, if, otherwise... but all governments work together, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's nowhere in a million years, right? France, Sweden, Italy. Germany. Well, look, go and check worldometers. Yeah. You know, go and check worldometers. You it's see, you can thing. see, you can see the same chart yeah. patterns, regardless of government intervention surrounding masks and lockdowns. You can see the same chart. Anyway, patterns. anyway, uh, um, let me, anyway put, going back to this company, so they've basically started on TikTok, and what started as a joke because they basically had a mask with a strap in around the side, but with a, a, a mesh over the front which you can breathe through yeah. you know obviously it doesn't protect anyone from anything but you know like i say the argument is well do the masks actually protect anyone from anything you know that's the argument and it's probably going to take a long time for us to really understand the data uh, what's coming out you know once we've got the true numbers um like i say all the numbers are a bo bone of contention anyway um but I just thought it was really interesting. So go and check them out because if you want to work in the salon all day for 10 hours a day and wear a mask for 10 hours a day, it's probably better to get one that's a breathable yes. one. So it prevents you from being reported by the council, fined by the council and all of that because these look like normal masks, but you can just breathe through them. It allows the carbon dioxide to escape so you're not ending the day with, you know, Terrible sore throats yeah. and, and other well, ailments see, I mean, that I, I, come I, I, from sucking on carbon dioxide the, all day. When That's I, all I'm saying. When I went, well, I'm mean, a good shout for them. I mean, when I went to the salon last week and I had a chat with a, my so called friend, right? Well, she is a mm. friend, really. And um, what I found interesting was, um, was how masks were being worn and not worn. You know, I mean, when, when, they, when the clients mm. were being done, right, they were wearing masks, but there was no clients, right? No one wanted a mask. Okay. Yeah. Now, the interesting thing about look, I can understand a hairdresser wearing a mask, all right? Because a hairdresser is above the client, and she, the hairdresser could be breathing, talking down on the client. I can understand that, but a client wearing a mask, I, can't, I don't really sort of yeah, see it. Yeah, it, it is. It is a bit. Like I say, the masks, in my opinion, don't work. No. And if they did work, look at Boris and Biden yesterday, yes. Joe. Did you see that on Twitter? Yeah, I think I yeah, retweeted it. Mask, in front of the cameras, yeah. well, they're wearing the masks. Yeah. You know, they're being interviewed, being asked. It's all... <laughs> like, no one can understand a word that's been said. Yeah. And then for cute little photographs afterwards, they're both taking their masks yeah. off. So this is all smoke and mirrors. Yeah. You know, when your leaders are complicit in, you know, carrying on this uh, charade around masks... And yet us hairdressers are being forced by our authority to comply because of these draconian fines. Let's face it, if there was a genuine, genuine threat to society, people wouldn't be going to work to begin well, with. Do you know what I mean? People wouldn't be going to salons I, I, to begin I, I, with. You, but they I'll are. I'll tell you something, Owen, right? Come, mm. come um, December, when the weather's really cold, bleak, and the, the, the salon heaters are not working, people... I'm not recoming, mate. Absolutely. My argument has always been, whose health and safety are, are they looking out for? Because it's certainly not mine. Because wearing the mask, I just feel awful. But then again, as a hairdresser, right? So they're not looking out for my health and safety. No. And quite frankly, Joe, 
I don't care about somebody else's safety that is six degrees of separation no, from exactly. me. Exactly, and, and also, I can't, do you know what I mean? Also, I care about my own health and, 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 and safety also, before also, like, most someone important, else. Like, you want to be comfortable so you can do your best work. Exactly, and the mask. And and look, just just remember exactly how the mask mandate came out last year. The day before we was allowed back into the salon, Mm -hmm. the day before they made masks mandatory, the day before. So we was allowed to carry on shopping, doing what we do, for three months, where they said masks are ineffective. The day before we was allowed back to work, they brought in a mask mandate. Yeah, uh, uh, so, Matt Hancock. And, and that was in the middle of summer, Joe. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, and that was in the middle of exactly. summer. So, so also, this ties into my Under the Bus this week. Did, did, did. My nomination. Be? Go on. Yeah, so my num- nomination for Under the Bus this week has to be the, the COVID crimes defendants. Um, I, I, I'm still trying to figure out a, a name for them, but the complicit convid advocates um boris javid witty and valence why why is that why so, javid because he's only just came into the job he has only just come in he just came into the well, job he, well I mean, you know he's he, like i say he's, he's, a, he's a different cheek of the same ass <laughs> they've spent all year banging on about follow the science yeah, yeah. have they not Follow the science. The science. We're, we're listening to the experts. The experts recommend we should lock down, circuit breaker, wear the mask, social distance. We've listened to experts, experts, experts. Listen to the experts. We're doing what's right. We're trying to protect everyone, protect the NHS. Um, you know, all that. We've, we've, that's been the narrative for the entire year, yeah? Yeah. So from a parent's perspective, now I know you don't have children, so I know you're, you're kind of, you know, on the fence about this, but I am 100% uh, on the this this side. Well, you got um, children, right? So you know. I've got children, yeah. right? So the scientists, this committee, this JCVI committee, come out and say it's completely unnecessary to vaccinate children between 12 and 16, as there's no benefit. There's only risk. So what do these clowns do? They ignore it, and now they're spending millions of taxpayers' money on a jab program for 12 to 15 year olds. So I think we have to keep banging the drum. That these people that are making, but how uh, how was policy. it different then, right, to the um, BCG or because you know, when I came to this country, I had a polio, tetanus, BCG, you know, sort of um, rubella sort of injections, all these kind of things, right, which um, I had to have. Well, because well, because obviously they are diseases and infections which will, you know, if a twelve to fifteen year old or a young child got those things, they would be really severely hurt. And the data doesn't bear out for but, people but, but, under but, sixteen. But does it not? Is it not the same sort of like sort of like noise that the um, the COVID data, right? And I mean, if believe it or not, right? It's 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 um, it's data, right? So it's all saying if you don't have it, then you you just chuck and die. Does it not say right. that? Right. But but the point is, though, the point is, there's more danger to these kids from this experimental vaccine which hasn't been circulating long enough for them to even make a balanced judgment about it. That's the point. The point is, you know, what, what's, a, what's the, the risk What's the risk principle? What's the precautionary principle? The precautionary principle is I better not take something because I don't know yet, so therefore I'm going to be cautious and not take something. Uh, uh, Rather than franchise my children's immune system out... Yeah. 
to a company that has a financial incentive to produce something. Like I say, uh, yeah. my, my, I'm, 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 I get, I'm getting quite like emotional about this because I just don't agree with this on a fundamental well, could, level. But you're being you know, sixteen-year-old kids and below shouldn't be getting a jab, an experimental jab, for something that has only risk and no but benefit. But then again, is it experimental? Because I've, I've been double jabbed, right? Yes. And, yes. and as far as I'm concerned, there's nothing happened to me. You've, you've had a placebo, Joe. Don't worry about that. You've had a placebo. <laughs> well, would, would the kids have a placebo? 90% would, of them are placebo. <clears> would the kids probably. not have a placebo? Yeah, you, you definitely know I mean? have a placebo. Um, I'm telling you, most people in this country have had a placebo. Probably. Look, I, I don't disagree with you. right? But then I have been reading about the uh, from these sort of COVID experts, right? There's a sort of like a um, vaccine pioneer sort of saying, right? COVID is just going to become a, another cold, right? When COVID is co- coronavirus is a cold, right? It's, it's the flu yeah. and all that lot. So, got two more again, things I want to say on this. So, Israel is the most double vaccinated uh, country in the world, yeah, yeah. right? Uh, that's pretty much factual. Yeah. You know, that's a great test case. Go and check the charts of how many people are suffering from COVID at it's, the moment. It, it, it's, made, it raised, it's, made, it's, it's actually risen, hasn't it? it it's gone through yeah, the risen, roof. Yeah, through yeah. the roof. So, like I say, it's like there seems to be this kind of like selective blindness when it comes to certain situations. And also, there's a study come out in Israel as well where they've actually said that natural immunity to COVID is actually 13 times more effective than the vaccine. So it's just funny how certain things get oxygen. You know, not to mention the fact that you, uh, you're a big fan of smoking. Mm. There's also a report that come out and said, actually, smoking reduces your uh, your um, um, risk of COVID by up to 30%. But, uh, now, this like was a say, fact last year, mate. This was a, a fact last year. David Hockney. Yeah, I heard that come out last year as well. But all that stuff kind of gets bar- buried because it's not good for the narrative. Anyway, we've gone on far too much <laughs> uh, about COVID. I really I want to hate, talk about smoking and the benefits of hole, smoking, but... mate. I really want to talk about the benefits of smoking. But never mind. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. It'll certainly cure the obesity yeah. uh, crisis yeah. which is all around us now the obesity crisis i can see with my own eyes mate <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah. everywhere you go you see some wonderful shapes of people uh, okay. but obviously you're not allowed to fat shame anymore uh, are you because obviously and hold that for to the next feelings. show mate i'm going to come up with some wonderful stats for you regarding the games. all right well that's that's all good then all right. so yeah so i just wish boris boris and co would go back on holiday uh, because the six weeks that they was uh, away and that Parliament was um, on vacation, everything was going running smoothly, right. like the world didn't end. Um, so, do you actually think we're going to lock down again this year, John? No, I, 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 be, I do you believe think? this coming right as as uh, is it, is actually sort of walking on bro, um, broken glass at the moment, right? They really cannot afford to actually go into a lockdown because it would be a suicide for them. Yeah, agreed. I really would. So, it's... agreed. I think the economy would then absolutely yeah. fall off a cliff. I mean, yeah. I, I think we should actually sort of like um, make an offer to sort of like if, if people were sort of like digitize their salons, right? To get in touch with us, we could actually help them go towards the oh. 20, 21st, 22nd century salons, actually, because we have got some great ideas. Oh, well, this is. Yeah, I think this is interesting because a friend of mine tagged me in a post on Facebook. Um, there's another service that I want to put out there if anyone needs this service. Um, my friend po- put me in a thread on, on Salon Owners United. There was a thread about um, 
someone wanted to leave their software company. Uh, this software company, um, sure, I'll re remain nameless. I don't want to give them uh, give them a shout out, but basically, um, they're leaving their software company, and they've basically held uh, held them to ransom. They've asked them nine hundred for nine hundred ninety five pounds plus the VAT to hand over their client database. Fuck no. Yes. Um, you know, so basically the shout out was, does anyone know a way of doing it? There must be a way I'm there, not there giving is, them any more money. There, there, there got to be. You get, there you, is. You get yeah, there is. Because I had to figure this out for Coronado right. last year because okay. he was um, he was looking to change because he had a lot of disruption with his software provider. Um, and yeah, so I do have the recipe. Okay. Well, um, we could tell it next in the next book show. You would tell it now. Yeah, I mean, but I'll just give you a shout out. I'll give it a shout out now. It's a merge and purge service. So if there is anybody interested in this, I can share this recipe with you because, like I say, a thousand pounds plus that I think is extortionate because you're supposed to own the data. I asked my developer about this. I asked him if that's even legal. And he says it's all down to terms and conditions. Yes. So, you know, there's no law against that. But obviously, we, we all thought that we owned our data, right? Yeah. No, no, uh, no. That's no, proof no, there no, that you no, don't. No, no, no. You don't own your you data. You don't own the data, mate. So, uh, be very, very yes. wary of who you sign up for when it comes to software. Um, yeah, Trust like no say, one, Aaron. Trust no one. Trust no one. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so remember, if you've got any queries like that, anything, anything to do with the software, just give me a shout. Um, I can share that if you're going through the same thing. You want to swap providers. Um, but yeah, you know, unlike any other industry broadcast, Salonomics has decided to be a solely listener-supported production. This means the listeners contribute to the show both financially and through volunteerism. If you feel you're getting value from this show, please help us by becoming a supporter and passing the word that Salonomics is the only show which shares your passions and airs your grievances. Your contributions help us to continue to bring content that other creators cannot dare to. If you want to shout out or get something off your chest in an anonymous way, critique a colleague, burn a bridge or throw someone under a bus, make sure you send us a note via salonomics.com. There's a PayPal button on there. Uh, you can also send us an, uh, an email. And if you're using a podcast in 2.0 app, you can stream us some Satoshis. We did have a couple of donations this week, Joe Mehmet. Um, did you? Um, yeah, okay. via Salonomics. Um, we had, uh, but they were anonymous. They were like boostergrams that were sent. Um, we got a couple of thousand satoshis from uh, two individuals. Oh, uh, also, I, I, I forgot. I completely forgot to uh, mention. We we had a listener in N Namibia. Did you um, know, really? We had a listener from Namibia, Namibia who uh, gave us a shout out on the podcast in 2.0 podcast. Fantastic. Because um, they, they were laughing about our category of throw un, like, under a bus, okay. uh, which I thought was fantastic. So um, that was Okin17. So thank you so much, sir. He gave us a big shout out on one of the big uh, podcasting 2.0 podcasts. And uh, that blew my mind. <laughs> the fact that podcasting is so powerful that a dude in Namibia is listening to us banging well, on about I think the throw under the bus is quite a good title actually and you know and we do quite well as well I think <laughs> yeah absolutely so yes go and check out salonomics.com also um, sponsors of the show as always is gosalon.uk if you want to make your retail easy and you want to shape the digital future of your salon go and check that out uh, I'm on Twitter Aaron Dawn Hair 
Uh, and um, and yeah, that's. I think that's it from me, Joe. I think it's another another uh, round of applause. Off our chest. Yes. <laughs>